Welcome to the How to Win at Life podcast. My name is Toby Strong, and I'm going to give you maximum value in the shortest possible time to help you win at life. Here we go. Last week, I shared with you my journey towards successfully managing my life using a calendar. And this week, I'm going to share with you a bunch of other tools I use in combination with this, which make myself a master of productivity. I'll run through my process from start to finish and reference any books or people that have influenced me along the way, but just know that I'm picking out the main ones because if I try and mention them all, this will go for way longer than 10 minutes. All right, here we go. One of the most important things, in my opinion, is to have a great system for capturing thoughts and ideas as soon as they pop into your head. And I learned this from a book called Getting Things Done by David Allen. And by the way, for every book I mention here, you'll find more information in the show notes. For capturing my thoughts, I use software called Asana, and I love this because I can use it with Siri on my iPhone and simply say, hey Siri, create task in Asana, send report Monday, and that automatically just adds it to my list. Or if I can't use voice for any reason, it's super easy for me to just pick up my phone and enter it into the app. And I don't really use the phone too much for trying to sort things there. I use it more to just dump things out of my head. And then I have a 15-minute slot in my calendar each morning to then go through and sort all the new things I've entered in Asana, which I do on the desktop computer. Once on my desktop or laptop, I'll assign tasks to certain projects if they belong there or move them to my main to-do list. But be careful here because we don't want to fall into the trap of creating a task out of every single thought that pops into your head. And trust me, I'm talking from experience here. I now keep the Eisenhower matrix in mind when I'm sorting my to-do list. And if you're unfamiliar with this, just Google it or check in the show notes. I've got some more information in there. And by doing this, I'm trying to delegate or even in some cases delete things before they actually make it into my to-do list. And that might sound strange because I've added it into my to-do list But sometimes things like you think it's a good idea in the moment, but then on reflection later, you're like, I don't actually need to do this. I can live without it. So it's good to filter things and not just automatically put them in there. Anyway, if it does make it onto my to-do list, I've broken this into a few different sections because I've learned that a big bunch of things on a list is really overwhelming. And for example, I've got over a hundred things on my to-do list And that alone just sounds really scary. Just looking at a hundred things on a computer screen will give anyone anxiety. But a lot of these things don't need to be done right away. So if I sort these things the right way, it doesn't actually feel overwhelming. So as mentioned, everything new appears right at the top of Asana. And then now I'm I'm assigning it through to different parts of my list. And I have these section headers which run down the page from top to bottom as follows. First, I have a section called power list, then today, then next few days, next few weeks, next few months, and then reminders down the bottom. I go through and I groom this entire list from top to bottom once a week on a Friday. And it usually just involves a few little quick drag and drops, moving things around as some things become less important and some things become more important. And at the end of each day, I have a reoccurring 15-minute slot in my calendar to plan the next day, which is where my power list and today come in. 
For my power list, I pick one to three things which are the most important, the things which are going to move the needle the most for me. And these are often things that scare me the most as well, like uh, calling people that intimidate me or or something like that. The, The type of stuff that we keep on putting off because it scares us. Think of it this way. If you get nothing else done in an entire day, it's still going to be a good day if you get your power list done because you know that those were the most important things. And if you're wondering why I set this the day before, go back and listen to the previous episode, number 17, because I explain it in there. Now, because my power list is so important, I have time blocked out in my calendar every day just for this. And you don't have to do this, but it's worked really well for me. And so I block out between 9.30 and 11 every day because this is when I do my best work. For a lot of people, their peak productivity time will be a bit different. And to build better awareness around this, I recommend reading a book called The Power of When. Now, this book will have you do a quiz and based on the results, suggest the best time for you to drink coffee, take a run, ask for a pay rise, eat lunch make a deal, have sex, go to bed, like everything. And it's all according to your body's chronotype, which is based on your personal circadian rhythm, which is your natural 24-hour cycle. And many of our cycles are actually different. Or if you want to skip the book, then just jump straight into the show notes here. And I've got a link to the quiz and you can jump straight into that. Anyway, back to my power list. Sometimes this involves tackling large projects But as I mentioned, I've only got 1.5 hours allocated in my calendar for this because we've all got meetings and other stuff we have to deal with. So then I'll enter the project name that I'm tackling and write down next to it 30, 60 or 90 minutes. So I'm committing to a block of time instead of trying to finish like the full project or a task because sometimes we don't know exactly how long something's going to take and I'll just keep tackling it in chunks each day in either you know 30 or 60 minute chunks and and just keep tackling it until I get it done. But here's the most important part. I'm keeping a record of my power list and I'm not just ticking it off like I do with all my other tasks because at the end of each day, I'm going to record if I got everything on my power list done. And if I did, that means I won the day. Or if I didn't, that means I lost the day Even if I just missed one, like say I had three things on my power list, I got two of them done, I missed one, that means I lost the day. But I also write a note about why I lost the day, so then I can look back over a few months and look for trends and self-correct if I'm losing too many days in a month. I keep a record of this in Asana, but I know some people who use a similar system and either write it in a physical calendar or on a notepad. And then they use that to record whether they won or lost the day. And how you keep the record doesn't really matter. What matters is just that there is a record of it somewhere. And just to be completely transparent, I can't take credit for this power list. I actually first heard about this from another podcast by someone called Andy Fasella. And I've got a link to this episode in the show notes in case you want to listen to the way that he explains it. Regardless of how it gets done, the beauty of this power list is that it becomes your accountability partner. Now, I've had actual accountability partners in the past, and it's an incredibly powerful tool. But the problem is often that I'm paired with another busy person, and it can be really hard for us to connect. 
So what I love about this tool is that I get the benefits of an accountability partner, which is the record of my days that I've won and lost without the hassle of trying to jump on a call with someone. And of course, it makes it easier for us to cheat a little when we're holding ourselves accountable. But I've learned that I'm really just cheating myself. And after doing this for a few years now, I've learned that actually winning too many days in a row, like for a few weeks example, can actually be a bad thing and often means that I'm not pushing myself hard enough. And sometimes now when I'm on a winning streak, I actually look forward to losing a day because that's where the lessons are learned. You know, that's where I increase my awareness and make adjustments to my life and, and where I learn and grow. So if you lose a few days, don't let it get you down. Don't let it make you feel like a loser. View this as an opportunity to learn and grow. So my power list is my primary focus each day. But of course, there are other little niggly things that we have to deal with. And for these things, they get dragged into my today section, which I usually tackle about four or five of these tasks a day. But I don't bother putting these individually into my calendar because they're usually just small little quick things that I can handle. So I have a 30 minute block in my calendar dedicated to just general tasks and I take care of them then. And if I don't get these things done because I've focused on my power list instead, then that's fine. I just continue on with them the next day. So there you have it. That's how I do it. I know that's a lot to absorb, but if you take away just one thing from this podcast, I recommend starting your own power list today. You don't need Asana. You don't need anything. Just write down one to three important tasks down on a piece of paper And at the end of the day, write down whether you did them all and right next to it, you either won or lost the day. And there you go. You've started your power list.